from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Monday edition of The Drive. A windy, it's not just breezy, I mean, it has been windy the last couple of days beautiful looking uh but man i mean there's been some some just steady wind of 15 to 20 25 miles an hour over the last few days hope everybody doing well hope everybody had a good weekend it was a very interesting weekend it was a good weekend for auburn athletics we'll talk about uh auburn on the diamond as uh, both baseball and softball go to columbia south carolina how odd is that yeah that both teams are playing at the same place. Kind of like it. I do too. Although it's tough if you're a fan of both to make it back to make it to you know to all the games or something like that. Uh, both teams will be home this weekend, coming off series wins in Columbia against South Carolina this past week. A busy weekend in the portal. Here we go, a portaling mm-hmm. as Auburn has quite a few players enter the portal yep. and they host quite a few yep. portlers. They Is that do. what you call them, portlers? I like it. Uh, I think we should make up new terms because it's a new thing. Yeah, right? well, it's a big thing. Yeah, it, it is the thing right now. We'll talk about that and much more as we get going here on the Monday Drive. I'm Bill. That's Brian Matthews. Dan, uh, Dan taking the day off today. We worked out a deal. Dan, Dan is off today. I'm going to take Friday so that I can uh, get get hopefully get yard work done in plenty of time to head over to the ballpark and check out Auburn LSU baseball. This weekend. Speaking of baseball, we'll talk with Justin Kirby uh, once again today. Tiger takes at five thirty, and we uh, we hope to hear from you. In the meantime, let's go ahead and get some business taken care of. Hour number one of the drive, brought to you as usual by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, and they're also the sponsor of our hotline. You can give us a call on the Kia of Auburn hotline. The number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You could also text us the drive text box brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And that number is 564-1840. So with that, uh, yeah, welcome Brian Matthews in from uh, AuburnSports.com. How was the weekend, Brian? Pretty good. Um and it was pretty good for Auburn Athletics, I thought. And, um, you know, you, you touched on it, but a terrific series by baseball and softball. And I think uh, from a football portal standpoint um, that Auburn is really getting close to filling some key, key, key um, holes here on this roster over the next several days. Yeah, now let's, uh, I, I guess, let's, let's go ahead and, and sort of clear the slate a little bit. Auburn with quite a few more players entering the portal. The deadline to enter the transfer portal was yesterday it had to be by last midnight last right. night and uh you know we may still see a name or two right um that have that the paperwork maybe hadn't been done something like that but it appears that there will be a total of 10 players for auburn uh entering the portal from the beginning of this spring the most recent let's see over the weekend 
you had, I guess, Landon King. Yeah, Landon King and Dylan Brooks are probably the biggest names. Uh, you had Colby Smith. Um, yeah. Who else? Who else entered um, for Auburn? It was like uh, Tobetio Coley. Yeah, he had entered, uh, and and these guys, pretty much as we had said during the spring, were players <laughs> that had been in the program for two or three years and were not at the you know yeah. at or near the top of the depth chart. Well, I mean that brings the total, I believe, to nineteen since the end of the season, right? And I'd say there's only one of those 19, Jeffrey Emba, that I thought or projected to be a guy who was going to play a, a significant amount of this coming up fall. You know, he was going to be, if he wasn't starting at defensive end, he was going to be He was going to be one, two. In, in the rotation right, for sure. Absolutely. So um, that to me, I mean, I, I'm not trying to, you know, be down on any of these players, but um, people will look at the numbers and say 19 players leaving, that's not good, but actually I think when you're trying to rebuild a roster and uh, you know, build this team in your image the way you, you want it seen. I think that's probably good uh, that these players are able to move on, get opportunities elsewhere where they can play, and Auburn's able to try to fill these spots with guys they think they can come in and play. And so far they brought in 12 transfers, I think. And you know what? As, as a, with that number, it's funny, I looked at the number of uh, scholarships right now, and if if Auburn renews the scholarships of the walk-ons who got scholarships last year, Auburn would still have seven spots available. Yeah. And so you've got 19 in the portal, 12 added to the portal, and that's where they stand, really, toward yeah. the 85. And of the 12 they brought in so far, I think at least half of them are going to be starters. Yep. And I think at least four to five of the other half are going to be significant contributors, most likely. Uh, so I think they've really helped themselves, and I, I think they're going to add another four or five here in the coming days and weeks. I think they're going to get a quarterback. I think they're going to get an edge rusher or two. I think they're going to get a wide receiver or two. And I think they're going to either through the portal or through uh, the JUCO ranks get another offensive lineman to add to the mix. Yeah, because they brought they brought in quite a few of all of those yeah. positions here over the over the last few days. It was a busy weekend. It was on campus hosting visitors. And there's some other possibilities. I know they've they looked at some safeties. I think they've offered an inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, recently. So um, now yeah. one of the one of the guys they'd offered, Jaheim Thomas, committed to Arkansas. He did. But Auburn offering another, uh, yeah, another linebacker. I'm trying to remember where he was from. Well, they offered uh, Larry Nixon from, I um, can't remember where he's from, but he's more of an inside guy, I think. Yeah. Uh, they brought in Somebody Isaac, from North Texas, maybe. Uh, that, that, that is, that's Larry yeah. Nixon the third. But they brought in Isaac Ukwu. I'm not sure how you say yeah, his last name. he's an edge, right? He's from James Madison. They brought in Jalen McCloyd uh, from App State. He's an edge. I think Auburn's in really good shape for McCloyd. We might hear something on him soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I, I'm not sure on Oku to be honest with you, but we'll. we'll he's see. he yeah. is a very hot property. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a guy that uh, really came on had had a last couple of years at James Madison. Now, he's a grad transfer, right? I believe. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but I mean, he's a guy that that has had a couple of outstanding years for James Madison, and everybody looking for that explosive, proven kind of yeah. guy there on the edge. Auburn would love to be able to get both of those guys. It would give him. Uh, a one-and-done kind yeah. of guy who is proven. And then the McLeod guy, is, a, is a, I believe he's got multiple years of I think he does. And um, Auburn needs some more pass rush, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, when you look at what they got right now, as far as pass rushers yeah, go. Auburn's only got three edges on the roster, I believe. Right, right and, and none returning from last year. 
Yeah. They're all three new guys. Yeah, it's Elijah McAllister and two freshmen, Keldrick Falk and exactly. Brent Williams. Exactly. So they could use some proven pass rushers. And Elijah is a guy who's more of a, a dependable set the edge. He's more type. of a plugger right. kind of guy. I mean, he's he's a yeah, set the edge as opposed to that explosive pass yeah, rusher. He, he can make some plays. He'll get some sacks, you know. But he's not he's not a you line him up on the edge and the quarterback's looking at him and, mm-hmm. and the and the left tackle's getting nervous, you know that type of guy. Yeah. So. Um, um, you mentioned you mentioned quarterbacks. Let's go ahead and get into it because Auburn hosted mm-hmm. a transfer portal. Um, Casey Thompson, quarterback. From Nebraska. Yeah, Casey yep. Thompson. We talked about him a little bit on the show Friday. Um, strong bloodlines. His dad was an Oklahoma quarterback. His brother uh, played at Oklahoma. Finished his career at Utah. Uh, Casey started his career at Texas, where he was a starter. Um, then transferred when Quinn Ewers. Came mm-hmm. into Texas, he transferred to Nebraska, and uh, he's had he's had five or six three hundred yard passing games over yep. the last couple of years. So I think he's definitely a possibility. Um, we'll see. I think I think Auburn uh, is also very interested in Peyton Thorne from Michigan State. Yeah, and he's a guy that just entered the portal yesterday on Sunday. the last day. H- however, I think Auburn's um, known that this is a possibility for a while mm-hmm. now, and they, they've been tracking this and keeping an eye on this, and they're going to be quick. Uh, to try to bring him in for a visit as soon as possible. So talk about the differences in the two guys. I mean, uh, Casey Casey Thompson is probably just when I watch when I watch the film looks to be a little more athletic. Um, but but Peyton Thorne is he's a quick release um, guy who's who has put up. I mean, he had a great great junior year at Michigan State when he, when he had more talent around him. Both guys have. Um, RPO experience, right? You can throw the ball. I think that both guys would be an upgrade of what Auburn has at this moment as far as talent and or experience, depending on who, you, who you're talking about there. And I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of look at the way Peyton moves in the pocket, and I he, see some quickness. Yeah, him. he is, but he's not a guy that, that appears to be as apt to run the ball. Right. You, you, don't, you don't see him. When he's doing RPOs, he's not uh, keeping the ball. I mean, he's, he's reading and throwing or handing off. Generally, yeah. but I mean, he, he does a good job of evading and pocket presence. I think he's got he's got pretty good feet in the pocket. He does, he does, and um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but I do think that um, Peyton Thorne is the guy to watch most closely at the moment. That could shift within hours. You just, you just well, I mean, it, it's go. a tough situation you've got because you had Casey Thompson in. Yeah, uh, it appears that Florida is very, very interested in adding another quarterback as well. Yes. And and here's one where um I mean you, you you might you might have a situation where if you don't offer if you don't offer one they might go where they get an offer somewhere else quickly then you'd better feel really good about the one that you haven't had right. a visit from. You got to be careful, right? Mm-hmm. So so we'll see how it works out, but Albert obviously has been looking for a quarterback for a while now, going back to, you know, November, December. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think they're getting close to landing one. So uh, uh, we, we will, yeah, just have to keep hitting refresh or waiting <laughs> waiting for news there. I, I would think that uh, you'd like to – that Peyton Thorne would probably visit somewhere before he commits. Yeah. You think. know. Yeah. So I, I think there will be – I think there were – once again, sort of this one – the. These guys here at positions that are very important, that are proven, are more like the basketball transfers, 
where you really want to get them in. Right. I mean, with some of the other football transfers, it's like, well, they're going to make four or five visits, and it's not as critical to go ahead and get them in right now. With basketball, it seems like you want to be the first one to get them in yeah. because if they really like it, they, they may just go ahead and say, that's it, I'm done. And it seems sort of that way with quarterbacks. It, it does. I mean, we saw um, last week uh, what happened with Notre Dame and Alabama, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Buckner goes to Alabama, and yep. he's he's committed. He's yeah, done. I mean, he's, he goes to the portal take. with a non-contact um, mm-hmm. note on it. So that was pretty much self-ordained when he got in there, right? Right. And I'm not saying that's what uh, the same exact situation Auburn has, but uh, I feel like they'd like it to happen in that in that way. Yeah. Well, well and and look, you look at the situation right now. Finals. This is finals week. Yep. Um, and then there's a bit of a break. Classes start, I believe, on the 17th for the first summer session. You'd love to have somebody that could be in for the first session. Yeah, and I think the freshmen are set to come in around the 30th, if I'm not mistaken. Is yeah. that another important date? Well, the, the 29th or something? Yeah, they, they would come in and have orientation and then start the second session. Gotcha. gotcha. Which is uh, the end of July, first, I mean, the end of June, 1st of July. So they'd have a month to actually be able to. Have orientation, acclimation, and, gotcha. uh, you know, be comfortable with how things are going. It's a little different if you're bringing somebody in as a graduate transfer. Right. You want to get them they, in right away. They, you know, they understand what college is yeah. all about. Yeah, they got that down, right. Brian Matthews, Bill, here on the Monday Drive. Drew at the controls again, 334-321-1390. We're just underway. Love for you to join in here on the Monday Drive. Live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com, their uh, rivals, and yeah, it, it has been a busy time, Brian. I mean, there's there's uh, so much going on with the transfer portal, football and basketball. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Auburn, uh, basketball-wise, uh, is is awaiting, I would assume, a decision from Tyron Lawrence. It sounds like a decision's coming. Um, the basketball uh, Twitter account posted like a, yeah, I don't know what you would call it, like a like a a, a meme. Um, click here meme or whatever, so that, that makes me think that's yeah, coming, like, right? So yeah, I, and, and you you would think it's probably Tyron Lawrence, probably yeah. Um, uh, Matthew Cleveland was also in that's a couple true. Of days before. That's true, and he had said any time in the next couple of weeks. Yep, yep. but uh, yes, he's uh, finished his visits. Yep. And, and Tyron, Tyron, I guess it's Tyron. Is that how you yeah. He was in this past weekend. He's from Vanderbilt. He's a six four shooting guard. He was thirty six percent from three last but, year. Down the stretch in his last eleven, I believe in his last eleven games, he was over fifty percent from three. I mean, this is what Auburn as means, as the right? games got bigger and they played better competition, he shot better. Adding him along with Denver Jones to the backcourt would be immense. You know, they got Cheney Johnson to add at the three four. Love to add, add a Matthew Cleveland or Jalen Tyson at at the you know the three. Uh, so yeah, I think I think they're really. Doing a great job upgrading, getting the type of players they need. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, I was just I was sort of leading into just a little plug as to uh, for for uh, for for AuburnSports.com because there's so much going on with 
um, with all the spring sports and then the transfer portals yeah. going on with, uh, with, with football and basketball. Yep, that really is. And um, we're keeping really busy and trying to stay on top of things as best as we can. Um, and, um, you know, I am expecting a lot of things to happen over the next few days, especially in the football portal and clearly in the basketball portal, too. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Like I said, I mean, this is finals week. Good luck to everybody on their finals this yep. week. But, uh, yeah, Auburn could get some – Auburn could get a good bit of news, or there should at least be news involving players that Auburn's very interested in in uh, multiple sports this week. It sounds like it. You know, they, they – um Football sent out some, uh, you know, hints last night. That uh-huh. They got a commitment, so you would expect the that. The dominoes. Yeah. And, yeah, I saw their. You, so you'll usually make it official within 24 to 48 hours, mm-hmm. so that could come at any time. Uh, I think that um, Jalen McLeod, the, the App State um, edge guy, outside linebacker, is probably a guy to watch there. We'll see. Could be somebody else. Hey, Auburn had, uh, I mean, and the thing is, I don't, uh, it's hard to keep up with who all has been in. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Burton is a uh, when we're talking about receivers. I mean, guy that was uh, very highly ranked. Didn't was was a freshman this past year at Ohio State. Yep, yeah, just uh, felt like man, they're they're so loaded. That is a team that year in and year out has great receivers. I think I would love to get two of these guys. You know, they they brought in uh, Montana. Lamonius Craig. Craig, right? I gotta get that right. Um, Jordan. Hudson. I think we just call him MLC. Did, did Jordan Hudson come anywhere yet? I don't, I don't uh, know. No, but I mean, it seems like he's expected to Probably. go to SMU. Yeah, but TC. Yeah, they brought him in from TCU. So um, I think they offered a, a kid from BYU here. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, no, wide, yeah. Another wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So you can tell they're looking to bring in a couple more. They've lost, I think, four or five total receivers so far in the portal. Yeah, the way the way I looked at it, I mean, if uh, and I expect J.C. Hart to be a receiver. Yep. Um, well, at least he's going to come in and start. That. Well, with him listed at receiver, Auburn still Auburn has nine total receivers on scholarship. You need more than nine because if you ever want to go four wide, you're barely too deep. Right. Right. So I mean, exactly. you you need two or three more receivers. Now, let's face it, Rivaldo Fairweather is going to split out wide, and he gives them another guy that can be a yeah. receiver. Right. But still, you'd need at least two more receivers. So I think that's that's what they're optimally yeah. looking for. And you know, you get a guy like Caleb Burton who has the multiple years of eligibility. Yep. Is you know, oh, he was a top one hundred player. Yeah, that that would be a big addition to that room, and a guy that could help you for you know two, three years or so. Mm-hmm. Yep. That would also it, it that that would also be enticing to a quarterback that you're trying yeah. to bring in. Absolutely. Because I was thinking about that. Auburn doesn't have a whole lot of proven commodities at receiver, and you know, quarterbacks are going, well, who am I going to be throwing to? Yeah. And then on the other side, the receivers that you're trying to recruit are going, who's going to be throwing to me? Yeah, those are two positions. So that one re- of those, really they need, need one help. of those dominoes yeah. to fall so that it can knock down another one. Yep, yep. Yeah, absolutely right. And um, those are two of the positions that really need uh, an infusion of talent, and I think Albert's close to doing that. All right, you mentioned, we, we, we didn't mention the player by name. I'm trying, uh, the big, and I mean big. Yeah, junior college offensive lineman. He is he is mammoth that uh, Auburn's bringing in that yeah. has three years of eligibility. Markel Bell. He's from Holmes uh, Community College. Six nine three forty five. Yeah, going to be a spring graduate, I believe. So he'd be eligible to come in here. You know, late May June, mm-hmm. um, and compete right away. Um, big old dude, right? So six nine yeah. three forty five or Huge, something's what right? he's listed at. So you know, let's say he comes in and. and you think he could play right tackle? 
Well, then you can move maybe Gunnar Britton inside the guard where uh, maybe his skill set fits a little bit better. Uh, I, mean, I know he's, he played right tackle the entire I, you know, um, I, I, spring, but it just gives you more options. I, I sort of look at him as a future guy. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you, you'd, uh, you bring him in so that you've got something in the underclasses. The when I, when I right. look at, when I look at the roster now, um, it's seniors. There are 21 seniors, 20 juniors, 10 sophomores, right. and 27 either red shirt or incoming. Yeah, I think freshmen. is it the 21 class has pretty much been gutted. They're gone. The first one under the, the, uh, Parson. The freshman slash guess guesses yeah, leftovers Gus, and what Harson well, added. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Steele. Yeah, Ke- Gu- that's right. Gu- Gus Gus recruited him. Kevin Steele signed some. And then actually, Brian Harson. I don't think Harson added any. Didn't he? didn't wasn't that the that no, was the time no, that he was, went over seven or whatever on signing day? Golly, late signing was day? it? I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Well, just, just another. Just no, one of I, th- those. I think they. I think they did add a few in that class. I think it was the the next. Mm-mm. Now maybe they they did before. The, maybe they added some before signing day. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I can pull it up here. But anyway, of that signing class of the high schoolers. There are three high school signees left on the roster. Yeah, that's crazy. And Jarquez is the only one who has, you know, established mm-hmm. himself as a starter. I believe Caden Bridges and Gunnar Langlo are the only. I believe those are the only three high school signees from the 2021 class that are still left two years later. Yep, that's crazy. It really is. Yeah, this just. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I was just th- I was just thinking that a uh, Markel Bell would sort of uh, immediately fill that spot where Colby Smith had sort of been, right? Uh, and give you somebody else in the sophomore class that would that would fit in there. So they did they did add a number of players. Yeah. Uh, after they arrived, Armani yeah. Diamond's already left. Yeah, keep going. Just Ian go, Matthews. Go down the list. They're gone, gone, yep. gone, man. Colby Smith just left. Yep. Joko Willis left. Yep. Caden Bridges is here. Yes. Juwan Gaston's been gone. Gone. He yep. didn't ever get. He never got in. Jarquez Hunter is here. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Brooks just left, and Rotarius Thomas. Did he ever make it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was here for a year. Yeah, he was here right. for a year. So basically, two of the guys they added late in that class, and, uh, and you know, Garner Langlo's here, who who signed early. Yeah, that's it. With them. I think that's it. Yep, that's wow. that's an uh, that's a and that that's was it was it was not like a class of a dozen or anything mm-hmm. either. It was like over twenty twenty two that signed, and three, three are here, wow. and one has been a contributor to this point. Caden has played a lot of special teams. I believe he may have started one game. Yeah, um, but that's that's it. Yeah, mm. man, and that's that's why it's hard to imagine. You know, without the transfer portal, oh, this would. This would this would really be rough thinking yeah. how you'd ever be able to compete if you didn't have the transfer portal. Yeah, I'm just wondering how the 22 class is going to fare now. Just looking at it, I see some contributors on there already, and you know some good players. But yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, how many are gone from the 22 class? Well, um, Alex McPherson's maybe the best player in that class. <laughs> maybe, and he hasn't. Um, he hasn't had a chance to play yet. Or Camden Brown, possibly. Right, but you know. Camden still hasn't gone out there and no, done it. No, he has Yeah, I think he's certainly got the potential. Keontae Scott, you know, I think he's going to have a better year this year. Robert Woodyard could be a good. Yeah, Woodyard, well, he was a starter by, yeah. by uh, spring, by the end of the spring. Yeah, but I do think uh, <coughs> Ole Miss transfer is probably going to be your starting Mike this year. Um, 
Continue. Austin Keys. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and and Woodard will probably be a good backup and starter in a couple of years. We'll see. Uh, but Nietzsche Sled's gone from there. Um, he's gone. I yeah. thought he's still here. Oh no, you're right. He is still here. My bad. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he yeah. yeah. I mean, he hasn't had a chance to play an yeah. awful lot because they didn't play many defensive linemen a year yeah. ago. Powell uh, <clears throat> is, is is moving on. Right. Yep. So we'll see. Well, I mean, and it's not that shocking in the days of the transfer portal when there's a coaching change. A lot of guys that sign with one coach are, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, aren't, aren't comfortable when the next coach comes in. But, uh, but yeah, it is a busy, busy time. Uh, well, hey, we'll talk some baseball and softball. Talk about the diamond yes. on the other side. Love for you to join in. 334-321-1390 here on the Monday Drive. ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill and Brian Matthews. Dan with the day off. He'll be back in tomorrow. Um... Let's see. We're going to talk a little baseball. Let's uh, first update you on uh, they finally stopped raining in New York and the Braves and Mets playing a doubleheader today. And the Braves win game one, nine, eight. Not what you would expect with a uh, uh, Spencer Strider start. He wasn't exactly super sharp, but he still struck out eight in five innings. And the Braves win that one, nine, eight, continuing their mastery uh, and domination of the Mets. Mets lead game two, one nothing as they play the top of the fourth. Uh, but speaking of, uh, speaking of the diamond, a very successful weekend for Auburn, both in baseball and softball. Let's start with softball because, um, the, the softball Tigers now have won three straight conference series, Brian, going up to, uh, Columbia and, uh, winning that series capped by a no hitter. By yeah. Matty Penta yesterday. Yeah, I think it was ten nothing final. Yes, run rule, the first run game, one nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, did not score in the second game right. at all. But yeah, another big win for them. They are securely in the top four in the SEC. I going think into yeah, the, I think they were uh, they were thirteenth in the uh, um, rankings last time I looked, and that was before. The uh, the weekend they're thirteen and eight in conference play. They're yep. uh, they, they, they they have not clinched a top four spot. No, uh, Alabama no because it's like a three way. It's yep. like three teams battling there for the top four. Yeah, they're in third spots. right now at thirteen and eight. Arkansas is twelve and eight. Yeah, and, Arkansas plays Tennessee yep. tonight, and Alabama is twelve and nine. 
So those are really the those. The good thing is Auburn's got Auburn. You know, won the series. State. Auburn won the series up in Tuscaloosa last weekend, yep. not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Yep. So that's good that they've got a tiebreaker there in case it came to that. Um, so they look to be in in pretty good shape. Yeah. As this is the final, yeah, the final the regular season weekend. Mississippi State coming in. They're six and fourteen in the SEC. They're twelfth out of thirteen teams right now. So you would think Auburn has a chance, if a good Auburn, chance to win that series or possibly sweep. If they, if they sweep well. that series, they go sixteen and eight in the conference, and yeah. they should be in great shape yeah. to be hosting. Yes. when they get past the SEC tournament, first time since two thousand seventeen, which would yeah, be how about that, that program? Yeah, mm-hmm. in six years. So yeah, so that's uh, that, that's great for Mickey Dean and and Auburn softball as they're playing well, heading into the last regular season series. And it's here this weekend against Mississippi State, as you said. Auburn baseball, um, hey, going into Columbia, the feeling was, man, play every game like an elimination game and and do anything you can to win one. What do they do? They went out, and I mean every game, they jumped all over South Carolina and win the first two and... Had a chance to win so game close. three yesterday. So close. Um, they scored uh, nine total first inning runs in all three games combined, which was terrific. And it was four each on Saturday yeah. and Sunday. And, and really, they were the better team, clearly, Friday and Saturday. They me? never trailed until Sunday. Yep, that's right. And um, Sunday was just a really good competitive Sunday baseball game. You know, I, I thought Auburn played well. Uh, they lost, uh, was it 9-8 to eight final? They left the bases loaded in the 7th and the 8th where they had yeah. opportunities. And then, um, had, and then had, had John had Armstrong. Had the tying, tying run on, on mm-hmm. first um, they got with picked one off out. He got picked off, and then there's a base hit following. Yep, yep. And, you know, and they're without John Armstrong. They're a pitcher short maybe there. If they, if they had yeah, they're, they're more than a pitcher short, but well, they yeah, were. Yeah. But, yeah. but, I mean, they're, they're going to guys that, that had not thrown mm-hmm. uh, hardly at all in conference play. Keyshock stepped up and had his best uh, appearance of his career. And Ryan Olsen came in yep. and got him out of, out of a jam. Yep, so um, it's good to see those things happening. That, that's terrific for them. They host number one LSU this weekend at Plainsville Park. Should be a great series, and I think Should after what Auburn's done, man, there, there, there's a lot going yeah. on this weekend, yeah. isn't there? It's yeah. graduation, it's uh, Cinco de Mayo, yep. uh, it's Auburn LSU baseball. Yep, I'll be, I got to go out to Montevallo. My daughter's graduating. Oh, that's great! Congratulations! Yeah. Yeah. And she'll be here for her master's program, which is very exciting. Oh, that's great! Um, I'm so excited about that. Uh, but, yes, uh, it should be a great series. I, I think Auburn's going to come up with a lot of confidence yeah. after what they've done the last two series. They can, they're, they're swinging the bats. They're yep. really swinging the bat well. Yep, and uh, that, yeah, that lineup is really coming together. They're starting to get more production out of the bottom. Nate LaRue is swinging the bat. Yeah, Nate, Nate hit two homers in the series. Yeah, how about that? So great for him to get that going. Yep. And, and when they get production out of the, the bottom of the lineup, man, that makes the top of the lineup even tougher. Man, I mean, they had – they had how many homers did Auburn hit? Like ten. Ten homers? Yeah, I was going to say nine or ten in the series. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina was leading the country in home runs coming in there, and then Auburn hit ten home runs. They only hit two. Of course, they had a big one Sunday that won it for them. The yeah, they did three run homer yeah. by the guy at the bottom of the order. Yeah, but you know they they can they yeah. can hit throughout. Well, it happens. it happens. I mean, you'll take two out of three yep. over. Or I mean, South Carolina was as high as number two in one of the exactly. polls exactly. before big, Auburn big went win. in. And took the took I the haven't even looked at them. I'm going to look right now, but. Um, RPI, they they've certainly had to help themselves in the RPI. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the. Uh, um, so Auburn, Auburn now nine and twelve in in conference play, and uh, um, and and they don't play a midweek game obviously with finals going on this week. But uh, yeah, as you said, an LSU team that comes in with perhaps the top two picks in the uh, major league draft. Yeah, 
Yeah, very good. <laughs> their, their pitcher, their Friday night, I think he's Friday night, or maybe he's Saturday, I don't know. But uh, that guy, you know, throws 100 yep. in the first inning and sometimes in the eighth and ninth inning. Right. He's that freaking good, right? Yeah, he's he's the uh, the transfer. Yes, from uh, Air Force, I yeah. think. Yeah, he's, he's, he's exceptional. So Auburn um, in the RPI, 47th going into the series, 34th coming up, coming out. So that's a 13 um Wow, uh, jump thirteen, there, which 13 is spots really big in the RPI. For this that is point in the season. But right? I mean, you went on the road mm-hmm. uh, against a very highly ranked team, and that uh, that counts almost double. I mean, if you'd yep. beaten them at home, you'd probably moved up half that. Probably moved up six, yep. seven. And LSU, I mean, South Carolina fell, fell from one to two in the RPI, and then LSU was coming in as the number three RPI team. So it's another chance. So, to so Auburn beat the team that was number one in RPI. Yes. Okay. Yes, coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no wonder you take two out of three at the number one team's place. Yep. Yep. Uh, you deserve that. Well, that's great. I mean, it, that sets Auburn up well. Now they need to, you know, we were talking about it uh, last week, saying Auburn really needed to at least split mm-hmm. their last 12 games. That doesn't guarantee you, but it puts you right. there, you know, on the bubble or, or in the bubble trying to get in. If you've got 13 conference wins, gives you a chance. 14 pretty much puts you in to the uh to, to the NCAA tournament. Unless you have a bad RPI. Yeah. Right. Well, Auburn's got, but Auburn's got a pretty good RPI. Yeah. So now with nine wins, if they could get five wins here in the last nine, they could pretty much lock it in. But what we were thinking is, well, at South Carolina and LSU, you need to win at least two of those right. and then win the last two series. By winning the South Carolina series, you're a little ahead of the game. If you can get you know, and, and you hate to go, well, we're playing at home. Let's try to win one. But, but that's still, the way you've got to approach right. it. Win one game against LSU, and then you're you're in the situation where if you can just win the last two series against two of the worst teams in the league, yep. then you get to 14. Yeah, just win that Friday game and then see what happens after that, right? They've been doing that And lately. Tommy Vale has, yeah. been so, been has, has been so good the last few been weeks. Terrific. And then you're right. They got Ole Miss on the road, which Ole Miss I think is – they're, Are they dead last they're either at the bottom. I haven't looked at the standings this week, um, but but they're yeah, near, they're, they're near the very bottom. They're right there, and then uh, Missouri is is right there with them. Yeah. So and then that, that, that's who's next. So yes, absolutely, and that's at home. They finish up yes. at home. So yeah, um, right now Ole Miss is five and sixteen. Missouri is five and sixteen. So they're the two worst teams in the SEC. So that's what you've got. But I mean, the first thing you have, you have the team that has the, right now, has the second best record in the conference because Vandy's, Vandy's played one more game. Vandy's right. 16 and five. LSU's 15 and five as they come in this weekend, but they're 35 and eight overall. And, and, and Auburn right now is, uh, it's, it's funny. They're, they're in a three way tie for third in the West with, um, with Alabama and A&M. At nine and twelve, but Auburn's got as as we said, if they if if they could just somehow get a win against LSU, that's what we were thinking last week against right. South Carolina, though. So I mean, go out and do yeah. whatever you can. If you win that first one, then it's gravy. Yeah, and see what happens. See if you can take a series in. Win mm-hmm. win the first one. See if you can take a series. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Love for you to join in. Anything you want to talk about? We've talked a good bit about the uh, the portal. Uh, we'll take a look at the at the Auburn football and basketball rosters and more as we continue. Don't forget, coming up at 5.30, our weekly Tiger Takes visit with Justin Kirby. We'll talk uh, to the Auburn Outfitter about uh, the Tigers' successful trip 
to Columbia this past week. But again, we'd love to hear from you. Anything on your mind, sports-wise, here on the Monday edition of The Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, final segment of hour number one. Bill, Brian Matthews here in the studio, Drew at the controls, and let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Terry is up first. Hey, Terry. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. Hey, hey, uh, hey Brian. How hey, you doing? Man. How you doing? Good. Uh, um, were y'all surprised about the two guys, Dylan Brooks, Land King, being back in the portal again? Uh, I guess the first time for Dylan Brooks, but that that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Um, is is Landon King kind of damaged goods now because of what the previous staff tried to do to him, or? It was a situation where they just weren't going to play. Because their armor's needed rushing in. I'm a little surprised with Dylan Brooks. Well, I I wasn't – I'll let Brian talk about this. I wasn't terribly surprised because when we were out there, Dylan was actually – he was running number four. Third, fourth team, yeah. Yeah, it looked like the uh, both the freshmen had, you know, had Brenton Williams from uh, Columbus Mm -hmm. as well as Keldrick Falk had moved ahead of him. One of the things he he just uh, – he has some good speed – but he's still a little light compared to those other guys uh, in the in the lower body. Uh, he, he's built almost more like a, a, a sort of like a. It's funny. Uh, Landon King is a sort of a tweener. I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But but Dylan sort of looks like a tweener as well. It's like in between a linebacker and a and a and a defensive end, and uh, just never really could. Um, could break through and, and get a lot of playing time. So I know it's a little disappointing because he was a highly rated recruit, but he just hadn't really been able to, uh, under, you know, under either the previous staff or this staff, been able to push for significant playing time. And, and then Landon, uh, Landon, I do feel is sort of a tweener. He's, uh, he, he's not as thick as you usually would like in a tight end, but I, and, and he's got really good hands. But I just don't know that he's got the the burst or the ability to separate as a receiver, Brian. No, I think you nailed it. Um, you know, and as far as Landon King goes, I just think a mistake was made a couple of years ago when they decided to move the wide receiver. I think he's a guy that needed to stay at tight end, needed to put on thirty five, forty pounds, whatever, and see how he could uh, develop there. Um, maybe maybe he's not you know maybe he's not tough enough or physical enough to play tight end. I, I don't have the answer to that, but he, he's not playing wide receiver here. It's, you know, the tight end thing was not going to happen now. He's, he he so really doesn't just, have the, the quickness, I don't think, to be a tight end. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, he's got really good hands, but he's not going to get open when he's matched up against corners. Right. So, uh, it's well, Bill just, and Brian, wasn't that talk about Anthony Mix? He had all the physical characteristics, but he just wasn't strong enough? Yeah, and Anthony, I mean, of course, Anthony was a receiver, and you'd throw the ball up, you'd, you'd throw the ball up to him. Anthony was fortunate that Auburn had two or three other, two or three receivers. They, they had good receivers. That now. would pull, that would, that would pull the better cover guys they to them. Devin, Ben, and Courtney right. Taylor, right yeah. on that team? Right. The, the, I mean, those are three of the best receivers that I've covered in 20 years, 22 plus years of covering Auburn. That's not been a really strong position, to be honest with you. You know, there's been a player well, remember, you're right. there, but. Do y'all remember moving Anthony Mix to tight end for a minute? Just trying to see how it looked, and it didn't work out well. No, because he was not he was not physical enough to be a tight end. 
Now, has Auburn's depth at tight end gotten so big? Was that another factor as well? Because all I've heard is, you know, Fairweather, Fairweather, Fairweather. Oh, they like all those guys out there. Michael Riley Ducker, who's probably number yeah. five on, on the depth chart, is, is a guy who's going to get some playing time. Yeah, and that would have been, if Landon is back at tight end, he would have been at the bottom trying to build himself up. So I don't blame yeah. him. I don't blame him at yeah, all. Yeah, it was the best move for him. And uh, I've heard you free say uh, at least two or three times during the spring that he thought the tight end was a really strong position. Mm-hmm. I think not just as players, but as leaders, as everything you want in, in, you know, on this football team. So I think they're really pleased with that position. Yeah, well, Bill, I know it's been a long time since so you heard me say this, so I'm going to say this. I've got all the trust and faith in the world in you freeze. <laughs> yeah, the, the, to hear you say that about a head coach. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. We were talking a little while ago, Terry. I mean, um, Auburn, you, you see them going hard now after quarterbacks, a couple of guys that have just entered the portal here very recently. And, uh, I mean, people had wondered, why isn't Auburn going after this guy or that guy? I mean, Hugh said it last week at the uh, ambush. You know, they're waiting for that right guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right. you know, he'd, he'd said the other day, I guess, I think it was the day before Casey Thompson entered the portal, he said, maybe a quarterback might enter in the next day or two, yeah. and we'll go, hey, that, that guy could be all right. And you see him going after Casey Thompson, and they're obviously interested in Peyton Thorne. Yep. And sometimes it's about fit, and people don't realize Absolutely. that a lot of times. I know I've been yep. guilty of that, too. So, appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. Appreciate the call, Terry. And I would say for quarterback fit, they're looking for a guy who has RPO experience. Who has experience in college, right? Yeah, that, that is a huge thing. Auburn doesn't, you know, Auburn's got a, a few starts yep. on their roster right now. Um, but but they, they'd like somebody who has experience running a similar offense to what they want to run. And both of these guys that yep. I just mentioned, in Casey Thompson and Peyton Thorne, have multiple years. Yep, and the other, thing, the other thing they're looking for is leadership from that mm-hmm. position. And both those guys have that too, and that that is, would be so important to Auburn in 2023, getting in a quarterback like that, because the quarterback is so important to leadership of that room and leadership of the offense and leadership toward the whole team. Uh, so that's going to be a big part of this too. Yeah. So uh, again, as we were saying earlier, keep an eye out there. Um, something that we we really hadn't gotten to, and and yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, the NFL draft. I mean, I guess because it it wrapped up on. On Saturday, it seems yep. like, oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Auburn with uh, five players drafted yes. and, and a few others that have uh, already signed free agent deals. Five, five more that I know of so far. Uh, Derek Hall, second round. Tank Bisbee, third round. Uh, I like to fit in Jacksonville. I like to run the ball. Uh-huh. So I, I just think that's a terrific fit for him. And uh, Seattle likes to play a lot of different players. Uh, so you think Derek Hall is going to be a big part of that defense right sure. away. Uh, Kobe Wooden at Green Bay. I, I know he dropped maybe farther than people thought, but I just I have a feeling Kobe Wooden's going to have a good. I NFL think so career. too. I think he'll I think he'll be around in the NFL for a while. He doesn't have to be a starter or be a um, all NFL you know Pro Bowl or whatever, but he can be a rotational piece at defensive end and defensive tackle and play a long time. And the thing about Kobe and Derek is they played a ton of snaps at Auburn mm-hmm. through bumps and bruises, injuries. They showed up to play. That's that's a that's a good indication they're going to be ready to handle the NFL. Oh, Popo went in the fifth round to Arizona. It's like one every round after right. the first, two, right? Right, two, three, four, five, six. And then Anders uh, to uh, Las Vegas in the sixth. Great for him, right? So um, uh, I thought that was uh, better than I thought it would go on draft day for Auburn, getting five guys drafted. And then right afterwards, Eka Luyota, uh Carolina free agent, John Samuel Schenker, also Las Vegas free agent. Uh, he's got a chance to hook up mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL on the team. Shedrick Jackson, Cincinnati free agent. Killen Zaire, Houston free agent. And Brandon Council, New York Jets free agent. Yeah, congratulations to all those guys. 
and uh, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully they all get the opportunity and and uh, can take advantage of it. We've only got about a minute left here in hour number one. Let's get to the uh, phone, and John is up next. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, just a quick question popped in my head. Would uh, it be out of the question for uh, Alabama to consider taking another quarterback transfer since they're not really sold on the one they just picked up, like the uh, Michigan, State, Michigan State quarterback? I guess it wouldn't be unbelievable for them to uh, to look at that. Tell you what, this would be the time to do it now that it's too late to enter the portal for, for, <laughs> yeah, for the other guys, the guys that are, are still there. there. The one thing I would say is um, – Tyler Buckner was kind of handpicked, right? And Buckner, yeah, Buckner uh, Tommy played Reese, for Tommy Reese, right? At at, Nor- at Notre Dame, he came mm-hmm. to Alabama, and now Tyler's followed him there. It just seems like that's the move they made. Yeah, so. I think so. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully Auburn will line up with uh, getting one of the uh, two that are in the portal now. Uh, Colby Smith, I hate to see him leaving. He looked like a good kid, and uh, he was a. Uh, we beat Tennessee and uh, somebody else out for him, so. Like I said, I, I hate to see him go. I met him at the airport coming through once or twice. And yeah, it's tough. You know, it, it, it's it's tough to uh, to to not feel sort of that way. But I understand yeah. when when guys have been around for a couple of years and and they look up and they feel like, well, they I'm not going to get any playing time. Somewhere they can play. Appreciate the call, John. I tell you what, Marcus, if you can, hang on. You could be up first to start hour number two. We've got to get to our top of the hour break. Bill and Brian back with hour number two of the Monday Drive. One seven zero. Allowing me to serve you. Schedule an appointment today. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. I'm Christine Lisi. Breaking news, the 76ers will have a big hole in their lineup for game one of their second round NBA playoff series tonight against the Celtics. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports center Joel Embiid out with a sprained knee. With Embiid's sideline, Paul Reed, Jalen McDaniels, P.J. Tucker will be key for the Sixers to defend Boston's size. Notes ESPN's Monica McNutt. Those are some of their more versatile defenders, in particular Tucker and McDaniel. But McDaniel oftentimes is defending guards. And so it's going to be interesting for the Sixers, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, in my mind. Offense, if they get hot from behind the three-point line or even in the main mid-range, they could be okay. But defensively is where you're going to miss Joel and beat a ton. 
The Knicks listing Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle questionable against the Heat for Game 2 tomorrow. Two of the best words in sports, Game 7, Devils-Rangers finish off the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs with the Game 7 tonight, 8 Eastern ESPN-TV. Baseball, Yankee slugger Aaron Judge put on the injured list with a right hip strain. From ESPN's Jeff Passan, Philadelphia's Bryce Harper cleared to return from Tommy John surgery, expected to DH against the Dodgers tomorrow night. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover your furry friends with pet health insurance. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour number two of the Monday Drive, a beautiful but windy Monday. Hope everybody doing well. Bill and Brian Matthews, MarburnSports.com here in the studio. Drew at the controls. Dan has the day off. He'll be back tomorrow. Hour number two of The Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And we're about to get to the Kia of Auburn hotline where you can join us uh, by calling 334-321-1390, Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And let's jump right to it because Marcus has been hanging on since the end of hour number one. Hey, Marcus, how are you doing today? I'm great, guys. I appreciate the information you provide everyone on the show. Sure. What can we do hey, for you? Yeah. I got a quick question. Uh, the, the kid at Nebraska, now the kid at Michigan State, and then Grayson McCall has been at Postal. Uh-huh. Of the three, which one do you think would be, make the most sense for Auburn and which one is most likely to be the new quarterback at Auburn? Because it seems like to me that Grayson has been on Auburn's radar, and I know there was a graduation issue before, but he'll graduate, I guess, in May, and he'd be able to come over in June. So of the three, which one do you think is most likely and which one would be the best? I would say right now Peyton Thorne's most likely. That's just the way it seems to be looking. Yeah, before word of Peyton Thorne, I mean, uh, it had appeared that, you know, if Grayson McCall could graduate, uh, there's no question. Auburn has been interested in him yeah. for a while. He's been inter- he was interested in Auburn. Yep. But, uh, you know, that there's obviously no reason to publicize any possible interest in someone until they are in the portal. Right. And uh, the the Peyton Thorne situation, I mean, Grayson McCall has had an outstanding career at Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. Peyton Thorne has played in the Big Ten and was one of the better players in the Big Ten as a junior when Michigan State had a lot of talent. A lot of that talent around him on the offensive side of the ball mm-hmm. left uh, he he didn't have much of an offensive line. He didn't have the running game. Reminds me of this Brandon past Cox's year. career at Auburn. Yeah, you're, you're the right. Got less and less. But every Pey- year Peyton Thorne is a is a guy that um, I know. It seems like wow, this is this is something that's just come up. But Brian, um, you were saying, I mean, Auburn's been very aware and very yeah. interested oh, yes. in Peyton Thorne, 
as soon, you know, if if he were to hit the portal. Yes, uh, uh, and, and Auburn has done their research on a lot of quarterbacks out there that are other schools. They have to. Anybody mm-hmm. they, they think could possibly you had better it. You had better know everything about a player so that in case yes. they hit the portal, you can be, if not the first, among the first right. to let them know that you are very interested. Yep, and, um, you know, as we saw with Alabama uh, last week, you know, it's pretty obvious that thing was pretty much set up and, and went. And I'm not saying right. that's wrong or, you know, sketchy or anything like that. I'm just saying that's how it got done. And I think there's a possibility I'll get, get it done in that similar fashion. But the answer to your question is I, I personally think Grayson McCall is the better of the three, but I, I could be wrong there. That's just my opinion. Is there any hesitation with him graduating, or is it just if they can get Peyton, they're going to go with, go with Peyton and just forget about Grayson? I mean, I know I've heard people say he's graduating – I don't personally know that. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I saw some someone today sent me something that said uh, he's graduating this weekend. I I do not know that. And then we don't know that even if he's graduating, that he wants to transfer as a graduate. Maybe he does. Maybe it's it's going to happen. That's true. I mean, yeah. From the way it the way it appears right now, Marcus, is that if Auburn could get Peyton Thorne, it would be over. That that would be it. But I think they also. I don't, you know, I think the visit of Casey Thompson tells you it's far from a done deal right. that Auburn's getting Peyton Thorny. You wouldn't have wasted Casey Thompson's time. Right. And the other schools who get involved, you never know what's going to happen. So. Florida is very, very interested in adding a quarterback to right. its small quarterback yes. room. You think we'll have a quarterback, uh, let's say, by Friday? I think that would, that would, I think so. That would, that would be Auburn's. Uh, hope and goal. If not, then I'll start thinking a lot more about Grayson McCall. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Appreciate the call, Marcus. Bye. Yeah, I mean, that, and and that's it's the portal is crazy. Yeah. But like we're we were talking in some of this off the air a little while ago uh, with Auburn hosting Casey Thompson, the former Texas and Nebraska quarterback, this weekend. Um, you know, I think a lot of people were like, okay, before. Word came out that Peyton Thorne was in the, the portal yesterday. I think the feeling was, get him. Get him now. And it's like, uh, and it's a it's a very interesting thing. First of all, it's not it's not always just as easy as you want him, you got him. Right. Because, I mean, the player, you, you have to offer him. They have to accept. Um, but if it's a situation where you really like this guy, you may not have known as much about him. Plus, Casey Thompson's coming off a shoulder injury coming off surgery right. missed most of the spring and I know I saw some saw some video of him throwing last week and looked like he was throwing well but you'd like to eyeball him you'd like to mm-hmm. first Have of all come in and throw, throw for you. absolutely yeah. and then see him the next day and see how the shoulder is right because sometimes you know a guy can a guy can gut it out for a day and right. be in Terrible pain for a few days, but if you know if you don't see you the next day, so that's something. You know, I, I don't know this, but I would assume that uh, that Casey Thompson threw for Auburn yesterday, and he was still in town today, so they were able to shake his hand, pat him on the shoulder. You know, it's just like, well, how you doing? And let me tell you what: when I had shoulder surgery, that was the worst thing. Somebody come up and they they mean well. Come right. up behind you and pat you on the shoulder, and you'd want to punch him with the other arm <laughs> if you you know 
get over yeah. wincing. And and if you look at this, this is such an important decision for Auburn to make, and it's such an important time for them because getting a quarterback and who that quarterback is and the health of that quarterback and how um, how he performs, you know, in, in the fall is going to have such an impact on Auburn's season. Oh, yeah. And, well, and I mean, you freeze his first year and building momentum going into the next year, right? So this is a really big uh, point in you freezes tenure at Auburn, in, in my opinion, is this quarterback situation and how they can fill it. Well, and and the other thing is, I mean, you you remember the Zach Calzada situation yeah. where you bring in a quarterback and you think he's going to be fine and he's not. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's very it's 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 very important and it's very sort of a um, uh, delicate way to handle this thing because you don't want to close any doors. Um, but you surely want to keep you want to keep yourself in the best possible way, possible light for your number one target. Right. And if and I don't know if if the number one target is Peyton Thorne or is someone other than Casey Thompson, you don't want to shut the door completely on Casey Thompson, but you don't want to, uh, you know, put yourself out of the picture yeah. for the guy that you really wanted. Yep. So it's, it's it's not easy, right? This is not you know. No, but I, let me tell you what. Tip of the cap to Hugh Freeze and his staff for how they've handled yeah. trying to adjust this roster. Yeah, and it really looks like they're going to add three to four to five pieces here soon, right? The the, the guys they've offered, the guys that got them for visits. Uh, I just think they're you know, if if a guy from Appalachian State sees Auburn, sees that defense, sees that, that he could step in and possibly oh, start for an SEC yeah, team. There's, there's an opening you know, right yeah, there. I mean, somebody's going to pop there, right? Mm-hmm. Same at quarterback. That's McLeod you're, you're yeah. talking about yeah. from App State. Oh. He's not the biggest guy. Uh, he's, what, like 6'2", 220, something along there. that's right, yeah. Uh, but he's he's an explosive guy off the edge, and that's just something Auburn needs. Yeah. They, and they need a couple of them if they can, if they yes, can find they them. They, they really do. So, um, you know, uh, it's been a little bit, you know, why is it taking so long? But it's going to happen. It's, it's about to happen. Well, I mean, part of it is uh, some of these guys haven't entered the portal until lately. Right. But you're also getting to the end of the – it's easier for the players to be making visits and things as their semesters are coming to a close, too. That's right. You know, it's something people don't think about. It's like, well, go ahead and do it. And it's like, well, you know, they, they want to do it. They're going to do it on their own terms. That's the other thing is there was I – th- I think there were a lot of people – that had the feeling that the transfer portal window closed last night. That doesn't have anything to do with when they make their decision. Right. They just had to be in the portal by midnight last night. Yep, that's exactly right. And um, the school has two business days uh, to actually put your name into the portal. So you could get word of guys going to the portal as late as Tuesday. So I, yeah. you know, I don't think a lot of schools are going to do that. Most of them get it in there no, as soon as they can. But, but, but don't be surprised. Be yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we said it earlier. Don't be surprised if there's a name that you hear of tonight or right. something that uh, may the paperwork's now done, so they're now officially in the portal. But but yeah, I mean Auburn has enough spots. They have at least seven. They got somewhere between seven and ten scholarships available. Has something something happening, Brian? You yeah, one? I just checked at Michigan State, and their finals are this week, May first through fifth. Okay. So that could affect, you yeah, know. Yeah, you don't, he's when, probably not traveling during right, finals. Right. So when his finals are ends, done. Yeah. Might, might be, might, that might be the opportunity for him to, 
uh, take those visits. So, so that, and he's that, coming as a graduate transfer, right. so he's got he's got to graduate, right? So, um, yeah, that'd be interesting. Usually, all right. So if if he's graduating, he probably doesn't have many finals. Probably not. You know, right? Exactly. I mean, he could have something today and tomorrow. And that that could be it. Um, you know, it, does he want to go through commencement or not? I don't know. That, that That's uh, this weekend for Michigan State. So Same as at Auburn. Yep. And the other thing that we said, uh, you know, that the 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 time where it is uh, sort of critical is you'd love to have these guys in place for the start of the summer semester. Yes. And the uh, summer semester starts May 17th. So if they uh, can can make up their mind sometime this week gives them a chance to move down find a place get acclimated and they'd be ready to start summer classes and workouts yeah, important for the academic part of it but of course like you said uh summer workouts and that includes especially for a quarterback taking the offense out on the field taking right. the receivers and, and, do, and going through drills and, and getting used to their speed yeah and they got to the meet they these guys yeah. and, and, and those receivers getting used to catching their ball right and yeah and mm-hmm. just building that rapport so a lot goes into it so it'd be very important for Auburn to get a guy in here mid-may yeah so um um the again possibility of of an edge or two or a receiver or two a quarterback and maybe an offensive lineman yep and then they've also looked at safety linebacker yeah another linebacker so um yeah, so the, the, they've got room though, yeah, as we said, seven to ten scholarships. I, I, I sort of redid my my unofficial roster today, and uh, yeah, I, only nine total receivers, including incoming freshman uh, uh, Dequavia Sori and uh, and J.C. Hart. So you've only got seven returning receivers. Yeah. You definitely need a couple there. Only three scholarship edge. Two of those are true freshmen. So you definitely need help there and then uh and then it's obvious they've been they've been looking for a quarterback all right we'll get to our first break we we briefly touched on uh, the basketball transfer report a little earlier let's uh, talk a little bit about the roster where it stands and uh uh what what auburn would would still like to add bruce pearl would still like to add uh, in the basketball transfer portal. Love to hear from you. Anything on your mind, sports-wise. 334-321-1390 as we continue here on the Monday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon, watching a little uh, uh, doubleheader baseball as... The, uh, the Braves uh, may have just taken the lead against the Mets in game two of their doubleheader, and they have. Oh, no, he's out at the plate. What? Umpire call. Looked like he was in. Looked like Sean Murphy slid in. But the umpire I'm, call I'm running, him out. I I'm think we're going to yep. get a challenge here. But Eddie Rosario, who came into this at bat, batting three forty eight with the bases loaded for his career, uh, just uh, doubled to drive in at least two, and uh, we will see. But the Braves won the opener 9-8. They got rained out Saturday and Sunday, and the the Braves have just owned the Mets. Bill, I just ran out on the field and kicked dirt on the umpire for that Yeah, no kidding. I am definitely (laughs) calling for a replay. Ooh, that's a Uh, close play. I can't can't tell where the plate is. Yeah, I can't either. Let's see. 
Uh, we're watching the replay, and he's safe if his foot touches the yeah, plate. He looks safe. Is the foot if the foot right. is over the plate, he's out. If the foot touched the plate, he's safe. It is a close, close call. But the Braves that. have at least tied it up yep. against the Mets here in the in the sixth inning. We're talking uh, some some baseball, and we'll, we'll get we'll get back to talking baseball with Justin Kirby at the bottom of the hour uh, on our Tiger takes. But we'll keep you uh, keep you updated here on the uh, on the Braves and Mets as well. But we're going to talk a little basketball as uh, as as Auburn has added two players to the transfer portal. They still have uh, a few spots available on the roster. Brian, let's uh, let let's sort of take a look at the Auburn basketball roster right now as it stands. Um, I believe. Let's see. You'd say at the point you've got. Trey Donaldson and Aiden Holloway. Yes. At the two right now, you've got Denver Jones. Uh, yeah. Den- yes, that's right. Yeah. And Katie Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Jones and Johnson. Okay, yeah. Denver Jones and Katie Johnson. At the three is where Auburn looking for yeah. uh, some, help. some help, right? Cheney can play Cheney Johnson, yeah. who's Cheney also Cheney Johnson can be a three or a four. Right. And, you know, we feel likely that um, Flanagan is going to graduate transfer. Uh, he graduates right. this week. Well, I, it, it's, interesting. Got yeah, it's interesting. Chris because Moore, who he could be probably a three, three or, or a four. four. Right. More a four than a yeah, three. I think so. And, and interesting that Matthew Cleveland said when he was leaving his visit to Auburn that, that Auburn was looking for someone to take over for Allen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that sort of tells you yeah. that, that we don't think that Allen's going to be back. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you've, we've mentioned a couple of guys who could be fours along with Jalen. And then at the five, you're expecting, um, Janai and, and Dylan. Right. And, and they wouldn't mind finding a four, a guy right. who can back Another up four and five and there, yeah, help out there. Yeah. Yeah, so so Auburn had another guard though in recently in yes. uh, the, the Tyron Lawrence uh, fr- from, from Vandy. Yep, very good player, uh, good three point shooter, good shooter. Period, uh, experienced SEC guy. So mm-hmm. he he would be a great addition there at the. And I don't know if if Tyron's played any point uh, or not, but uh, they they would like a two. Yeah, I think also... he's I think he's more a two three. Okay. All right. So he can slide over there. And and that's what I like about yeah. so many of these guys is Trey Donalds could be a one or a two. Yep. They've got a lot of guys that they could go. They they're like seven or eight players that could be out there, and they could be at different spots yeah. depending on who the other combo is. Yep. And um, you know they brought in uh, Matthew Cleveland from FSU, who would be a three. They brought in uh, Art. No, I don't know if, if uh, Jalen Tyson. From, no, he was at Kansas this yeah. past weekend. Another guy they like as a p- potential three. He's looking at Cal Kansas mm-hmm. and Auburn. I think he's going to visit Auburn, but I can't say that for sure. Now. Yeah, well, we'll see. I yeah. mean, if he if he makes it to the middle yeah. of the week, then yeah. maybe maybe so. Let's uh, get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and John is up next. Hey, John. Hey guys, not to shift gear because I love Auburn basketball, but a couple quick thoughts. I went to ambush in Huntsville last week, uh-huh. and um, I spoke with someone who I think would be in the know, and he said he really thought that there was complete alignment from the president to the athletic director to the coaches right down the line in Auburn yes. right now. I For agree. the first time in I a agree. long time. Yep. Yeah, but I think I think that's a great indication of success of the potential success we have in the future. One other thought and then a question. Uh, Hugh Freeze was uh, taking – there was an autograph line for Coach Freeze, and I noticed he kept actually stopping to take 
recruit. So this guy actually <laughs> yep. gets it. Oh, you're right. not kidding. He is. Con- I mean, it's twenty four seven. Whatever he's doing, he is talking to a recruit. It sounds yeah. like. He is. He gets it. I'm super excited. And one final thought. Um, you guys could better comment on this than myself. But from everything I've seen, and because I, I normally make a baseball series, but I haven't had a chance this year. But it seems like baseball attendance has been nearly a sellout almost every game. So how has attendance been? And what is what all are they doing with a $30 million renovation to Plainsman Park? That's all I really got. Well, they, I'm glad you brought that up. They've yeah. had a record number of... Um, uh, tickets sold the last few years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to get record attendance this year, but I think they broke the record last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so that's been going great. Uh, they they approved the thirty million dollars, but they've still been doing changes to the plan. So I don't I don't know. Maybe it's been finalized. I don't. Yeah, that was no, one of the things that John Cohen completely. was talking about at one of the ambushes, I okay. believe. What did he say? I, was, I, I, he was just saying that, that there there are some adjustments and <clears throat> there there are certain things that, uh, that that could be coming in before others. They right, didn't really right. give details. So, so that's sort of the same a, thing what a, you're saying. Right. There's a lot of things they want to do. One is add um, seating slash an area above the Green Monster in left I, field. I think the premium seating is sort of at the forefront. Right. Uh, the other one, of course, is to add to the um, side of the stadium on um, Donahue, yes. right? Yes. And add the premium seating That'd be there. First baseline. Yes, yes. And, and build that out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, the the boxes behind, you know, the plate, they need to upgrade those. Oh, yeah. Um, that's part of it. Uh, and then down the right field line above. The um, Donaldson hitting performance. I don't know exactly what it's called, but where they where the they performance have a, center. Yeah, uh, they want to put a area above that where they can do different things, including having a kids area up there. Uh, and there's a few other things I, th- I, th- I think, but um, what I don't know is exactly what they're going to do order. in this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that, that's that's and that's one of the things that that John uh, mentioned, I believe, at uh, maybe the second. Yeah, the ambush up in Huntsville. But they got to finalize that soon because the plan was to start it shortly after as the soon season. As the season's over. And it was going to be a one and a half year project, basically. Now, what you hope is that they have to put it off uh, after you host a, a regional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they, they still need to have things ready so that as soon as you're done playing, they can go ahead and, and start working on it, break ground. Yeah, I don't think we have to worry about Auburn hosting this year. But yeah, I guess you never know. There's no. still. Three more weekends I mean, if to you, play if, plus SEC tournament. You know, if, if you win fourteen or fifteen conference games and win a game or two in yeah. the tournament, then yeah, yeah, maybe you, you are. Yeah, so I guess I shouldn't. I shouldn't even say that right now. You never know. I mean, Auburn's won they two. St- Auburn's won two won out of three at the number two team in the country. Right. Right. Won, won two straight series, including right. two out of three at the yeah. team that was number one in the nation in yep. RPI. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, excitement. Uh, there's no question yeah. about it. And yeah, a lot of folks are looking for tickets for this weekend. I can tell you that. So uh, uh, good. Good luck. Uh, as Auburn LSU on graduation weekend, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. It looks like gorgeous weather. Oh, uh, good. I mean, look yeah. at it. That'd be great. Uh, it's going to be a little warmer than it is here the next couple of days, so it's going to feel like baseball as well. All right, uh, we've got a couple of minutes before we get to our bottom of the hour break. Again, Justin Kirby will be joining us uh, with uh, Tiger Takes as we talk more Auburn baseball. Speaking of baseball, though, uh, the uh, good call, manager Brian, as, uh, yes, the Braves uh, get that call overturned at home, and it was indeed 
a three-run bases-clearing double Huge. by Eddie Rosario, and the Braves now lead it three to two for the ageless Charlie Morton. As uh, the Mets now bat in the uh, bottom half of the uh, of the sixth, he, he just inning. needs to bat with the bases loaded every time up from now on. Right? Three, yeah, he's got to be over three fifty for his career. Yeah. With the bases Impressive. loaded, Eddie Eddie has struggled for the last couple of years with the Braves, but they've stuck with him, and uh, the Braves looking for the doubleheader sweep as they lead the uh, the Mets by uh, by three to two. Got it. Um, one, I mean, there's there's some crazy things going on in, in Major League Baseball, but uh, I know Dan will toss in a, a comment or two about a couple of his fantasy guys. Well, one thing that is pretty amazing uh, is that. Bryce Harper's back tomorrow. Oh, okay. For the for the Phillies, a hundred and sixty days after Tommy John surgery, that is <laughs> like amazing. that. That is that is uh, nearly wow. nearly two months earlier than they thought that wow. he would be back. Uh, he's going to just DH for a while, but I mean that's still that's uh, that that's unbelievable. Modern medicine yeah. and uh, and athletes. It's it's amazing how quickly they can get back. All right, we're headed to our bottom of the hour break. Again, Justin Kirby joining us on the other side. We'll talk a little Auburn baseball. And uh, still we'll have a segment left at the end of the show, or if you haven't gotten through, your last chance to talk to Brian for this week. All right, we'll head to that bottom of the hour break. Stick with us here on the Monday Drive. Back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Monday Drive. It's Bill and Brian Matthews from Auburn Sports dot com here in the studio drew at the controls but bottom of the hour here and the uh, five o'clock hour means it's time for our weekly tiger take segment brought to you by the also brook law group when you need legal assistance call zach he's got your back or find him on the web at alsolaw.com and we're pleased to be joined once again by auburn outfielder justin kirby here on the monday drive justin how you doing today great guys how are you Doing pretty good. Finals week. You got a you got a tough week coming up. Uh, it's funny you say that. I'm uh I'm done. So oh, that's good. I'm a, yeah, my uh, I probably had the least uh academically stressful semester of my five years. Uh, I only had my I had one class to finish up my uh, grad certificate program, so I uh. I didn't even have a final exam. I just had a final project. I actually, uh, I'm pretty proud of myself for knocking that one out uh, earlier rather than 
waiting to the last minute, but I got it done last week. So yeah, I'm I'm off the hook. I'm as of right now, I'm a retired student. Wow! Awesome. Wow! I mean, it's, well, that's something you know. A, a lot of folks, uh, a lot of folks are in a hurry to go ahead and get it done, and and then you look back and go, "Oh, that was that that was really pretty good." That was uh, I don't realize yeah. the, the times that I was having. So that's great, man! Congratulations! I'm glad glad yeah, to hear that. It. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. It's uh, the it's a weird, but it's a good feeling. It's nice to know that now all I got to do is just focus on baseball. That's always a good feeling. Oh yeah, no, no, no kidding. I mean, it's uh, great. So, so what is the? Uh, I would guess it's pretty light for you guys this week with finals going on. Yeah. So uh, last night we got back from Columbia pretty late because of all the rain uh, pushed us pushed our game back. So we got back at probably just before midnight. Um, so it was a late one today. We, uh, you know, kind of in the interest of resting our bodies, but mostly, uh, finals week, you know, student athlete and, and whatnot. Um, we, uh, we had a pretty light day today just to kind of get the body moving around a little bit, but nothing too strenuous. So, um, luckily I can, I can relax even more, but the other guys on the team still have finals. They, they've been taking care of it from what I can tell. Well, that's good. As long as you don't give them too much, uh, too much grief about you know the fact that you don't have to do that while they do that. That's good. No, I have. <laughs> I have. I know. I, I I remember back in the days. Yeah, that's a that's a fun part of being a uh, a fun teammate. You know, you got 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 to let them have. You know, the needle's got to come out. Oh, of course. I you know when you're in this position, you you got to take advantage. No question. Um, well, hey, uh, what what a uh, what a successful trip. To Columbia, uh, you know, everyone, you know, going in, it was like, well, you know, play every ball game, you know, uh, do do whatever it takes to to come out of there with a win. You jump on them in every single game, and really, I thought, I thought, put them on their heels from, I mean, from the opening inning of the series. Yeah, from uh, from the first pitch on, it was as we kind of. Uh, I just punched him in the mouth right from the start. I don't really, I don't think that they really thought that much of us coming into the series. And I think that we stunned them in every single game before they even had a chance to react. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that kind of our, our, uh, our MO going down there this past weekend was um, we're not, we're not in this for moral victories. I mean, I've, I've talked about that before, how, I'm not, I'm not a fan of moral victories. No one's a fan of moral victories. There's nothing there that's just me like, well, we're going to go down and compete and hopefully people will like start to take us seriously. But it was really a, um, all of our talks leading up to that were you're the team you're playing is only as good as, you know, kind of the credit you give them and what you make of them. And, um, you're, if you're playing a faceless opponent and, you take their name off their jersey, and they're just a bunch of baseball players that are really no better than us, and we're going to play our game. We don't have to play up to any level. We don't have to do anything special. We're just going to play our game that we're capable of, and it's going to take care of itself. And I think that this weekend was, you know, it, it really proved that not only to, uh, to the rest of the conference, but also just to us that we are, we are here, we are good, and, you know, it's time to get rolling. Well, Butch has talked about, you know, the, the second half. And uh, here you come out in the second half, and and you've won back to back series now. 
Uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, baseball, you know, anybody who's followed baseball knows it's a game of streaks. We've talked about it before. You want to, you know, you, uh, when, when things are going good, it can sort of be infectious. And, and we saw it there in the entire series there at Columbia. Hey, they never got the lead until the middle of the game three yesterday in the entire series. And uh-huh. that, that's the kind of thing you can, can, you can continue to build on. Man, it's almost a situation where you're, you're, you're chomping at the bit now. Guys want to get back out there and go ahead and play. It's like, go ahead and put finals behind you. Let's get back uh-huh. out and play. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. It's, everyone's kind of uh, uh, the word we used to, uh, the word we used a lot this past weekend was being hungry. Um, we wanted to make sure that we were the hungriest team out there, you know, that we had something to prove, and I think that we definitely proved that. Um, and we're going we're gonna to keep that going into this next weekend, which, again, is no small task. But like I've said before, and it's like I said every single week, there are no weeks off in this league. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you might, it might be the almighty LSU, but honestly, in my opinion, it's kind of what's the difference? Every team in this league is just really good. You know, and, and – uh... Uh, something else that that's really been big here um, down the stretch or the last few weekends, we were talking about it. Brian and I were talking about it a while ago. Tommy Vale yeah. has uh, man, he's he has become what you want in a Friday night starter. The seasoned veteran, yes, he uh, he does exactly. It's hard to it's hard to keep coming up with more good things to say about him every single week because he just keeps outdoing himself. But it's just he. He's so composed all the time, and like I said before, he has a he does have quite the presence about him, despite the you know not not being super physically impressive. But he just does he has a presence, he has composure about him that just uh, I mean it kind of just flows through our entire team whenever he's on the mound because you know he's he's going to stick to his identity, he's going to do what he knows works, and um, he's just going to compete for us as long as as long as his arm will go out there on a Friday night. Uh, Justin, this is Brian Matthews, com. just want to ask you about uh, Nate LaRue. Uh, he's really started swinging the bat a lot better over the last several games, including this series at South Carolina. What, what, do, you, what do you think it means to the team and him just to be able to sort of turn, turn the corner there and get going? I think it's been, it's been awesome for our entire team. It's, uh, you know, he's one of our, he's one of our main leaders on this team and one of our best competitors and, He's an absolute workhorse behind the plate, and we know how how badly he wants to help this team, and we know the you know the amount of work that he's put in. And it, it goes without saying that it wasn't really the start of the year that he wanted, or um, and he'd tell you that too. But just to, it just speaks to his character, uh, how he's stuck with it, and how he's. I mean, he's gone up and down in the lineup. He's had his highs and lows as a as a hitter and he just stuck with it. And, you know, I think it really just, it really does help our team, you know, follow that. And it, he has a presence in the bottom of the lineup, unlike other lineups. So it's a, it's a really good thing for us moving forward. Yeah. The lineup, I mean, we were talking about this also a while ago, the lineup really clicking uh, right now. And, and uh, uh, Nate had two of the, I guess, 10 homers that, that Auburn hit. He had yeah. as many home runs as South Carolina did. Yeah. And South Carolina was leading the nation in homers coming That's in. Right. Yeah, it was, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do when you just, you know, never, don't try to do too much really. And, uh, I think, 
one of my favorite takeaways from is I don't know how many people uh, know that you know we met with Cal Ripken Jr. the other weekend, and he talked to us for a while. And I think that one of one of my biggest takeaways from his uh, you know kind of his speech to us was uh, nothing nothing good happens when you try too hard. And I think that I mean. I just thought that that was just a great piece of knowledge, especially for a game of baseball where it's a game of failure. And the more you fail, the more you, you know, the more you want to try to do more basically. And the more you want to make up for your past failures. And then you're kind of just going to get yourself down a hole. Um, I think that that was a really important thing to be able to understand that the more you try to do, the less success you're probably going to have. And so, it's the hardest thing in the world not to try harder, though, because you, you, I mean, that's what you want. You want so badly to uh, succeed that you try harder. You either grip the bat a little tighter, you squeeze <laughs> the ball a little tight. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it, it just plays against what, what comes naturally to your mind. Yeah, it is kind of a, it's a, totally just blank on the word. I was, it's just, it's kind of like a golf swing almost. It's like mm-hmm. the more you try to just pipe one down the middle of a million yards, you know, you're going to be spending a lot of time in the woods all day. But, you know, when you kind of just, when you take your 80% swing and kind of let the club do its job, and that that's really when you start being consistent. Yeah, swinging harder doesn't necessarily <laughs> produce better results. No. No, I mean, but even when I when I do golf, I still can't seem to learn that because that one ball. God, it is such the difference. I mean, such a difference in the swing, though. That's the thing. That's why sometimes for baseball players, it's tougher sometimes to swing a golf club. Yeah. I I always, I have like a couple good shots, you know, every time I go out there. And that's really all that keeps you coming back. Um, There's a lot of guys on this team that golf every chance they get, especially on on off days. And um, I'm not one of them. For uh, just because I don't think I I don't think I have the patience for it. Uh, I can I can definitely relate to that, Justin. Uh, it's all, it's always great talking to you. You as as you mentioned, um, yeah, you know you want to get back out there. Well, here comes the opportunity. You just played a team that was number one in the RPI this past week and took two out of three. Now here comes a team that's number one in every poll in LSU mm-hmm. this weekend. Yeah, I mean. Just like, just like I said last week, is it's a it's a fantastic opportunity, and it's it's an opportunity that we need to get back on track um, or to stay on track, I guess. At this point, um, you know, as you're as you're making that push towards the postseason and trying to kind of establish your uh, establish what your what your team's all about towards the end of the year. Um, these are the opportunities that, that you really crave. It's almost like there is no better time to do something cool than right now, and we have the best opportunity to do it. Um, so just take advantage of what's in front of us and kind of continue playing our game and don't have to do anything too crazy. No, it should be a great atmosphere this weekend. It always is when Auburn and LSU play. But, I mean, they're coming in, number one. You guys have won back-to-back 
Conference Series and wanting to continue that. Graduation going on this weekend. Should be great crowds, man. Just uh, uh, hopefully hopefully the weather cooperates and, and we have the opportunity to really enjoy it. Looking forward to it. Really appreciate your time. Congratulations on uh, finishing school and, and best of luck to, uh, to you and the guys this weekend. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And like always, and thanks for having me on. It's a great opportunity for me, and I really enjoy it. All right, Justin, thanks again for being with us. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again next week. Take yep. care. Appreciate it, guys. Justin Kirby joining us with Tiger Takes, proudly presented each Monday at 530 by the Alsobrook Law Group on the web at alsolaw.com. We'll get to our final break. Time for you to join us as well on the Kia of Auburn Hotline, 334-321-1390. Come on in as we wind it down on the Monday Drive. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final few minutes of the Monday Drive. Yeah, thanks to Justin Kirby for joining us uh, today, as he has every uh, every Monday. And uh, yeah, congratulations to uh, to him for wrapping up. He's done with school. Nice. I guess unless he decides to go get a doctorate. Someday. There you go, Doctor Kirby. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, congratulations to him. That's pretty cool to be done when finals are going on. Yeah, and, and yeah, anybody else is having to. Yeah, know, like, I, like and I, I told him, and he said, "Yeah, he had. He'd been giving, he'd been giving his teammates uh, a little bit of flack, going, yeah, you know, you, you, you better, you better study. Good luck being eligible. Well, he can go out to Sky Bar with the other three people that are done, right? That's right. Well, and he's, yeah, he's, he, he, uh, well, good for him. But yeah. Auburn LSU should be fun this weekend. I mean, again, Auburn is sort of. Uh, I mean, they're. They're a little ahead of where ahead of the game. I mean, we we really thought going into these these two series against South Carolina and LSU, it's like if you can go two and four, you've mm-hmm. still got a shot because if you then win the last two series, you're at thirteen in conference play, and they won two out of three. So now they come in; they should be loose yes. against uh, an LSU team that is is really loaded. They are loaded. They've got talent up and down the order. Great pitching, you know. May, yeah, they they. I mean, the last projections I've seen, they they may have for the first time in Major League history the top two draft picks. It's crazy. Yeah, that's that's wild. But um, you know, South Carolina was loaded with with good young talent, including one of the, maybe the best freshman in the country. And Auburn went out there and, and really shut him down and, and played a great series. Nearly uh, left there with a sweep over the number two team in the country, number one RPI team. So. They're going to feel good about their chances this weekend against LSU. And, um, you know, we talked about Tommy Vail and how well he's done uh, over the last several Friday nights. Hey, so. Christian Herberholtz. I yeah, mean, uh, struggle with struggle with a little bit with his control, but yeah. uh, what is it? Four, four, I guess it was four innings of one-run ball. Yep. So, I mean, they're getting much better starting pitching out of those first two guys now. You know? And then Will Cannon came in and closed Friday night and then uh, uh, wasn't quite as effective on yeah. Sunday. But, I mean, still – you're you're getting a few more pieces in there. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's going to be tough. Obviously, now that well, now at least they know uh, that that uh, Joseph is you know he's not going to be back. Right. Yeah. Fair to say. Yeah. So 
Um, yeah, they just have to move on without him, which is really sad. Connor Copeland's a guy that I think has stepped up, been really good out of the bullpen here uh, for the last two or three times. He's, yeah, you're right. He's had opportunity. We saw Keyshock um, Sunday come in and pitch pretty well, help out, you know. Um, if if Alsup and, um, Isbel. And, and Isbel could just get the more chases. consistent, yeah. you know. They're just they've, they've got, got stuff. great stuff. Oh, no question about that. They could just throw strikes a little bit more consistently with their breaking balls. I mean, they they can make such a difference uh, with this team. So, you know, other guys have gotten better. So maybe those guys can take a step forward here. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and this is you know as we're coming down the stretch, that's when you'd you'd love to get another piece or two. Yep. Um, but uh, but but yeah, it's it's great having one back to back series. As they uh, come down the stretch, <clears throat> we've been updating you on Major League Baseball, a back and forth game two of the doubleheader after the uh, Braves jumped out early and won the opener, hanging on to win 9 8. The uh, Mets just retook the lead. It had been a 2 0 uh, Mets lead until Eddie Rosario's bases clearing double, uh, but then the um, Mets came back with a two out, two run single off of Charlie well actually they relieved Charlie Morton Morton left with a uh, 3-2 lead and the Braves bullpen allowed a two run uh single to make it 4 to 3 David Robertson the former Crimson Tide Uh-oh. pitcher and he is the closer for the Mets and they brought him in wow. to start the 8th that's how important this one is to the Mets that they bring their closer in to start the 8th and uh, with one down, Austin Riley with, I'm pretty sure, his first hit of the doubleheader. Yes. Maybe, maybe Murphy will go deep like he, Sean Murphy, like he did back in the Sean 70s. Sean Murphy's <laughs> already had uh, two homers. Yeah. He had two three-run homers in game one. If you follow Dale Murphy on Twitter, he has a good time with Sean Murphy. Oh, he should. Yeah. Because yeah. they call, call him Murph. So, yeah. Yeah, well, Sean Murphy's had a, a huge day and up with a chance. Uh Another long ball would give the Braves a little, and he had a pitch. Oh, he did. <laughs> uh, but that, but that little had a little something on it. David Robertson with That's a 97, 97 mile an hour fastball with movement. But yeah, the Mets leading the Braves here in Game Two, uh, four to three in the uh, top of the eighth. All right, uh, Brian, man, I really appreciate you uh, being in here. Yeah. Let everybody know some of the things that are going on because there's a lot happening. Uh, that's being covered by you guys at Auburn Sports. There is, and we'll get together tomorrow for our uh, rundown podcast, of course, and continue to cover the football and basketball uh, portals very closely. I think Auburn's about to get some action in both here really Mm -hmm. soon, uh, incoming action. And, um, of course, follow baseball and softball this weekend for two, two more big series. Looking forward to it, and congratulations to uh, to you for Ashley, the yep. uh, for, for Ashley's graduation. Yep. Very exciting, thank you. Yeah, that's great. So fun day here on the Monday drive. Dan will be back tomorrow. Our regular Tuesday lineup.